Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Everybody read with me. One, two, go. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Somebody holler principalities. Say it like you are serious. Principalities. Okay. And against two else? Powers. Somebody say powers. Shout it powers. All right. And against who else? The rulers of the darkness of this world. Who else? The rulers of who? The darkness of this world. And against what else? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Somebody say amen. You know, um, it's amazing that um, when many of us read the Bible, we do not see uh, the governmental side of the Bible. Um, it's so easy to read the Bible and not understand that when Jesus came, his plan was to set up a government um, that is very different and almost directly opposite to the governments of this world. And every time you hear Jesus talk, he will talk about kingdom. I came to set up a kingdom. And, and you wonder, but Lord, why are we already in a system that is governing the world where we live? And what he was saying is that he didn't want his people to be governed by the kingdom of this world. Are you here? He didn't want you to be ruled by the kingdoms of this world. So he, he now came to set up a kingdom. And so Jesus is a king. He's not a president. He's running a monarch. He's, he's not a president. He's running a monarchy. So he is not a president. He's not voted in. Nobody voted God in. God is God all by himself. Can I hear an amen? Father, bless the ministration of your word. I want to talk about the clash of governments. The clash of governments. Um, as long as you are in this world, there will always be a clash of government. Meaning that the governments of this world or the kingdoms of darkness will always clash with the governments of the kingdom of God. Now, um, if you look at the thing that we just, the scripture that we just read now, it talks about the systems that govern the kingdoms of darkness. And it says to us that, you know, we do not wrestle. Somebody say we do not wrestle. So there is a wrestling match going on. It's just that the wrestling match that you wrestle is not a physical one. Oh, where is your Amen. You are not wrestling with a physical kingdom. He says you are wrestling against, not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. He mentions the organogram of satanic kingdom. That this kingdom that you call the kingdom of darkness has organogram. And it is very organized. It's amazing that Satan does not want us to be organized, but he is organized. Oh, you remember, I think it was Jesus that said in Matthew 12, uh, 26, he said that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So Satan is not divided against itself. 
there's an organogram. He, he understands that for you to win any battle, you must be organized. Only Christians don't know that. So, he sets up principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, church, why would Satan in his organogram put part of his organization rulers? Why would he put powers? Because these are political words. Hello? They are what? Political words. Rulers of darkness. He wants to rule. Listen, man, today I went through the Greek. Let me show you something I saw today. Ah, yeah. Let's begin with principality. The word principality in the Greek word, in the Greek, the Greek word for principality is archi. It's A-R-C-H-E. It means to occupy the choicest position. It means to be number one. <laughs> when I saw that, I say, we are, you know, it's amazing that if you don't have this governmental, you know, I was telling my wife today, I say, you know, baby, I don't have a point of reference. You know, I tried to Google and put on YouTube governmental church. I found, I couldn't find any message. I, I like, if you put governmental church, Apostle Felix will just pull up. So nobody is talking about this governmental church because they don't have a revelation. You can, you can read the Bible all your life and not see it. I went to the Greek. It says the word principality, the Greek word for principality is archi. A-R-C-H-E. And it means to occupy the choicest position and to be first or to be number one. So look at in the organogram of Satan. He puts principal to be number one. So what does he do? He assigns them to territories to make sure that they allocate their own people to number one. You're not talking back to me. Daniel's prayer was answered. Who withstood Gabriel? He said the prince of patience. The word prince there is principality. It just shortened it to praise. These are satanic princes. Principality of the kingdom of Pesha. So that means Pesha was being ruled by Nebuchadnezzar. But the real person in charge is the principal. Ah. Meaning that every decision that King Nebuchadnezzar made, who was deciding for him? The prince. The prince. So if you don't understand this, you will never, you see, until this revelation comes to you, you will never understand the governmental church. <laughs> so Satan, in his inner circle, is the principalities. And these ones are strategists. They are what? Strategists. The principalities are strategists, and they are the inner designers, they are the brain behind every evil that Satan wants to carry out on the earth. As a matter of fact, they are the ones that design the blueprint. So whatever needs to be done, they assign a prince to a nation. 
So now I understand why the woman that came to me on my three days dry fasting looked me in the eyes and said, why do you want this nation from me? Because that was a prince sent to this nation. Now somebody, you know these people, it looked like they knew. They knew that this boy was going to talk about the governmental church that has been blinded to the church forever. Are we together, church? Please go and listen to these messages. My prayer is that you catch the revelation behind what I'm teaching. The second one is powers. Somebody shout powers. The word power in the Greek is esousia. Somebody say esousia. It means executive power. Executive what? Power. Okay, so what the principalities do is that they strategize, they design, and they create blueprints, and the powers executed at policy level. Powers executed where? At policy level. So powers are in charge of wars, coups, economic meltdown, or what you call recession. All the policies that you see, powers are the ones that are handling it. So when the person that makes policies, you say they are in what? They are in what? What are they in? In power. If you are not in power, you can't make policy. No, you can't endorse policies. So these are the ones that uh, execute at policy level. They are the ones that come up with ungodly policies that will fight you. The powers were behind the reason why the church could not open during, during uh, what's that thing? COVID-19. They were the ones in charge. Are we together, church? Are you catching this? Okay, let's move on. I want to be quick because this is not where I want to teach. Um, number three is rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, the Greek word for darkness is kotos, S-K-O-T-O-S. It means to restrain, to stop through instruments or instrumentalities. So what the rulers of darkness is, is to make sure that they stop you, they restrain you. They are the ones, in fact, one of the things I saw in Greek is that the rulers of the darkness are associated many times with pastors. So I, I, it was very confusing when I read that. Then I had to get the explanation in the Greek concordance. And it now says that the reason that they are associated with pastors and people on the pulpit is because they are the one responsible for error and heresy. So when you see a man of God preaching heresy, it's the rulers of the darkness. You see a man that was preaching the truth, all of a sudden turns and begin to say that everything he has said is rubbish. They are the ones in charge of making sure that people preach heresy. It's called the rulers of the darkness. The, it says that they are, they, they, they are it, the meaning of scotus in Greek is to restrain or to stop. The whole idea is that they stop you from going forward. Ah, you didn't say amen. These are the ones, one of the things he said in the Greek is that they are the ones that stops marriages. <laughs> they are the ones that does what? Stops marriages. So when you start fighting with your husband or fighting with your wife, the ruler of darkness 
Yeah. So you understand. Amen, somebody. And the last in the organogram is spiritual wickedness. Now, the Greek word for wickedness is ponorai. It's P-O-N-E, ponorai. R-I-A, P-O-N-E-R-I-A. It means a malicious person who is not only evil, but creates malice and uses it to affect others. So church, uh, when you have people that gossip in church and spread false rumor, those are the ones. They are the spirit behind that. Now, why did I get, take time to explain all this to you or for me to make all this research? I had to do this in, in fact, I think I did this in like two hours. I had to go through all this research. Now, church, listen to me. <laughs> listen, and listen well. The reason why I took time to do this is because the church is busy. Every time we gather to pray, we are only dealing with witches and wizards. And they are not even mentioned in Satan's organogram. You know why? Because even in the work of the flesh, witchcraft was mentioned. That means witchcraft, has, witchcraft is lower to the flesh. It's not part of Satan's structure. So now, Satan puts a smoke screen for the church to be fighting witches and wizards. Meanwhile, the ones carrying out the havoc, are, they are free. Nobody fights them. Nobody is paying them attention. Nobody is, is one, you have never one day decided, let me wrestle against principality. Nobody has done anything about them. Nobody mentions the rulers of the darkness of this world. Nobody mentions it powers. And these ones are the ones that are causing the mayhem. And, and meanwhile, we are busy fighting witches that don't even have any ranking in terms of satanic kingdom. So our strategy needs to change. Ah, uh, your amen. Church, listen to me. Christianity is a governmental concept. You have to have that at the back of your mind. That's why Christians should not be afraid to get into politics. Don't be afraid to take up high positions. Don't be afraid. You need to go for it. Because that's the only way that the kingdom of God will find expression. Without that, listen, as long as the policy holders are not God's people, they will make policies that will work against you as a Christian. Oh, you're, are, you that, are you that fasted that you can't say amen? They will make policies that will work against you. And you know what, church? Many times some of these policies, the church had to bend to it. The church had to what? Bend to it because now you are under this government of darkness. And everything is ruled by the kingdom of darkness. They tell them what to do because they are not tuned to God. They're not tuned to God. They tell them what to do and they do what they are told to do. They are governed. They are ruled. Have you wondered why many of the presidents in the world, they come up with all kinds of ideas that you wonder, how, where do they get these things from? How does somebody wake up one morning and say, we want one world order? Hello? 
Hello. How did they come up with all this? Why is everybody crying out for one world order? Why is everybody crying out for one world system? Why is everybody crying out? I mean, today, the whole of Europe has united. If you want to go to Europe now, you just get Schengen visa, you can go to all European countries. Hello? Border is open to you. Now, if you listen now, many of our leaders are also saying the same thing for Africa. Why? Because the Antichrist, when he shows up, his whole idea is to rule the whole world as one. So when they are coming up with these policies, it's not them. It's the rulers. The people, they, they are spirits that have been assigned to come up with these policies. You just wonder. I mean, they just wake up one morning. Those years, like I told you, when we were growing up, I mean, church, if you walk like a woman as a man, you are so ashamed. People will even be, in, look, those years, that's what we used to do. Amen. Because it's unheard of. Now it's so accepted. It's so accepted. I was in a party many years ago, and um, I was just, uh, when it was in El Dorado Park. Many years ago, many years ago. I'm talking like 15, 17 years ago. As we were in this party, so my late wife came to me, says, uh, you know, that she had to rebuke somebody, that there is a guy that was a gay guy, and he looked at me, he says, no, that he wanted that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the person they sent to come and call me met my wife first and didn't know he's my wife. I mean... I don't know what I would have done. It was God that made sure that somebody intercepted. Because I don't know what I would have done. Honestly speaking, I don't. Do I hate? No, I don't. But I'm just saying that, you see how the world has evolved. Now today, these things are accepted in the society. It's accepted. Just like today now, many governments are allowing halotry, which is prostitution, to be legal. Hello? Where did that come from? How did something that was not accepted one day, after a while, people begin to accept it? And now it becomes the norm. So that a prostitute now is no longer ashamed. They walk up to you like nicely. Are you ready? Check the assets. Don't you like them? Let's go. They're not ashamed anymore. It's normal. Say amen, somebody. It's normal. It's become a profession in many nations of the world. It's a proper, pro just like a medical doctor goes to work every morning. A prostitute does the same. And it's accepted. How do these concepts come up? These are the people that are in charge. Say amen, somebody. They are the ones that are what? In charge. So that's why you look at Jesus, he will now come. In fact, when Jesus was here, I think it was in John chapter 19 and verse 20. If I John 19, let's start from verse 19. Let me see what he says. John 19, 19. I don't know if it's the scripture I'm looking for. Just look at it. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And writing it was, what? 
Jesus of Nazareth, what? So do you now see why the kings were fighting him? Because the kings knew that he was a king of another government. He was a king of another what? Government. Look at the next verse. Let me see what the next verse is. The Bible said, then they read many of they read then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew tongue and in Greek and in Latin. Look at verse 21. And then the chief priest of the Jews, uh, sorry, then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king. Jesus himself said, I am the king of the Jews. You have a king. Because you are spiritual Jews. You have a king. So there is a king that rules our life. That's why Jesus must not be your savior alone. He must be your Lord. Hello, church. Listen, when we came into church now, the first thing we did was worship. You don't worship presidents. You worship kings. Hello, those of you who are from Swaziland, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were in Swaziland not long ago. They told us everything belongs to the king. Every, like everything. If any company wants to do anything in Swaziland, the king owns like 60% of that company. So if MTN says we want to go into Swaziland, 60% of MTN Swaziland belongs to the king. And you can't do anything about it. Now, and that's why many companies are not going there and the place has remained backwards. Has remained. The distance from airport to the town, I thought we were going to another country. Hello, somebody. I mean, there is nothing. From the airport to the town, there is nothing. It's just dry places. You can see backwardness. Why? Because everything belongs to who? To the king. That's how it works. So, people worship you. you when you go to the king's palace, you make obeisance. I, I remember when my mother died, and um, the king of our, because my father is a very popular man in our city, so in the town where I come from. So, when my mother, my biological mother died, so the king comes and sits down. So everybody that comes uh, will lay prostrate on the floor and then he will use the scepter to hit you on the head. And now those were the days when I was, I just finished Bible school. I was a radical. You know when you say, now I've chilled. No, those days I was fired. That, that is, eh? hey, the zeal we had was, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Man. I got to the king. I stood greeting him. He didn't answer. Everybody says I should lie down. I say no. I shall bow to no other human being. And everybody hated me. I tell you. It was war. That, my mother's funeral was war. In fact, I should have died in that funeral. It was... Uh, the word of the Lord came to me just immediately. He said, the moment you throw sand on your mother's grave, Find your way out of this town now. Otherwise, you are a dead man. You are a dead man. I remember the guy that came to drive the rain because it was rainy season. 
the guy that came to drive the rain, there was an old man. He was setting up outside. I was inside the house. And I came out, and I saw this old man drawing white line and chalk, you know, white chalk everywhere, and setting up Muti outside to, you know, position himself towards the sun to drive the rain. Ah, ah. I went to him. I spoke in our language. What are you doing? He said, oh, no, I'm the one, the priest of so-and-so that was invited to come and drive the rain. I said, no, uh, pack your things and go. I'm here. You don't have to drive rain. The guy, and remember, church, this thing I'm talking, I'm, I'm 20, probably 24 or 23, 24. So it's not like I'm matured like this. I'm 24 years old. I am telling an Efa priest that he should pack his things and get out. The man looked at me. First, he looked at how small I was. You know, I only grew big recently. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. You, you need to see how tiny I was. I'm telling you. You need to see how tiny I was. How skinny I was. And so I told this guy, I said, pack your things and leave. And the man began to chant. He said, if I pack my things and leave here, the rain that will fall. As he said that, I went, left him and went into the room. I said, Father, I have bragged on you. I said, in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hands towards the heaven. There shall be no rain or dew until this funeral is over. And beloved, there was no rain at all. Now, watch this. After I left Agbo, where I'm from, my younger brother called me. True story, before God. If I called me. And say, when you left, the rain that fell in Agbo took people's homes. It took people's homes. Understand that there is a clash of government. Don't give... Okay, all right. You guys don't sound like you are serious. I want to tell you the strategies for winning this clash or this battle. That's where I am going so that we can pray. Because this is where I prepared my prayer point from. How do we win this strategy? How do we, sorry, how do we win this battle? What's our own strategy? If we are going to survive this, all these principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, if we're going to survive all these things that this, the kingdom of darkness has arrayed against the government of God, how are we going to do it? Because you see here on earth. Hello? God didn't save you and, and threw, just, you know, zap you out from here and took you to heaven. No, he kept you here. So how will you win? Number one, we must pay attention to divine signals. Write it down. It's part of the prayer we are going to pray. Father, give me divine signals in this season. Say amen, somebody. Divine signals. Let me, let me read 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 19. 2 Samuel 5 and verse 19. Just give it to me. I'll probably read. Let me see how far I can go. And David inquired of the Lord. What did David do? What, do you, what should you do? Don't go to battles without inquiring. Many of us leave home without inquiring. Many of us do things without inquiring. I was with my wife today. I said, baby, I don't even know what I'm going to preach today. Like, I'm just my head. Because, you know, with the work that is going on, man, it's just a lot. Uh, 
a lot is going on here. Oh my goodness. My head was spinning. And I mean, I had an empty head. Like, you know when you say somebody had empty head? I didn't have a clue what I'm going to preach. So I said to my wife, I said, baby, just agree with me. And we prayed. We were in the car. I said, Lord, just give me what to say to your people today. I need you to give me. Somebody hollered divine signals. The Bible said that David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up to the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, what? Go up for I will doubtless deliver the government of the Philistines into your hands. Somebody hollered divine strategy. You got to have strategies. Don't just do anything. Man, you know, I'm, I'm worried for Christians. The way we make decisions today. You want to marry, you are checking figure eight, skin color, yellow bone, black bone, Indian bone. My friend, hey, are you here? Somebody has a divine strategy. God has to give it to you. He doesn't, you weak. Listen, I told you this kingdom of darkness is very organized. If you play with them, they will kill you. Boy, I've been to nations to preach. I finished preaching. And the next thing is battles. Ba I'm talking battles. Hmm. If you... I don't even want to tell you some of the things we have seen. Some of the things we saw in nations. Places like Cameroon. Places like Ghana. Those years. Ha. Huh. Man, God help us. Congo. You haven't seen, I'm telling you, South African witches are babies. They, 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 they still sucking milk and they still wearing diapers. Have you seen matured? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. What do you do? For, you inquire from the Lord. Somebody holler divine signals. Lord, what is the strategy to do this thing? Give me strategy. Give me strategy. I told you guys, this extension we are doing, we plan to put a balcony. Now, I had called, the structural engineer had come here, done measurement, weighed, uh, put the weight of the steel, existing steel to whatever we hang on them and how many meter long it will be coming forward this way and blah, blah, blah. But I went to pray. Brother, Jagala, Alagadaya, you are not putting any balcony or gallery. You are extending backwards. Divine strategy. Now the thing is done. Paid for by Jehovah. Up till today. Listen to me. Listen. And I'm still saying it. If you ask me how we did that building, I have no explanation. I absolutely have no explanation. I can't explain it. The way the money is coming, I can't. I have no single explanation for how we have done what we've done. No, I can't. I don't, as I'm standing here, God knows I'm telling the truth. I don't have a clue how we are doing what we are doing. We will finish the whole day, they will swipe out the whole money in the church account. Up to 600 rand. The next day, money will just fly in from everywhere. How? I don't know. Whether it's from people here or people outside, I have no idea. 
I just have no, and then it's replenished. And we start spending again. It's incredible. The one weekend we didn't have money to pay the people, I think we were, we were to pay 60 or 78 or 88,000, somewhere around there, with all the people working and the equipment they are using. There was no money to pay it. All of a sudden, we get a phone call. Hey, one pastor called me from, what? Aveda Park. Hey, we want to do an event. Can we use your auditorium? We said, okay, 90,000. And they deposited the money. And that's how we paid. Now, that I cannot take glory. Hello? Are we together, church? That is how God has been doing what he's doing. Is it somebody has signal, divine signal? Please get divine signal. Say amen, somebody. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Do I have time? Okay, I still have a little bit of time. 1 Samuel 30 and verse 8. The Bible says, everybody read with me, one, two, go. And David inquired of the Lord, saying what? Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And what did God answer him? And what else? For thou shalt surely overtake them without fail. Do what? You shall recover all. I say you shall recover all. I say you shall recover all. Divine signals. Look at 1 Kings chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Kings chapter 6 and verse 12. <laughs> My God. 1 Kings 6 and verse 12. He said, concerning this house, which thou art... No, 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 no. Mine in the right. Let me look for... Give me, let me read 2 Chronicles first. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. Oh, well, let's start from verse 1. 1 to 3, and then we'll go to verse 20. Some of you know where I'm going. Second Chronicles. Uh, and it came to pass that uh, after this also, that the children of Moab, children of Ammon, children of uh, the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat in battle. Now, this is a clash between two what? Governments. Say two governments. See, when you read the Bible, understand that when they say there is war, it's two, how many governments? It's two governments. It's the government of this nation and the government of this nation deciding that they want to go in battle. This time around, three nations came together to fight God's government. Hmm. All right, are we together? Keep going, next verse. Let's read maybe to verse 3. Next verse. Where are you? You now go to 2 Chronicles 2. I'm in 2 Chronicles 20. He said, There came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they are in whatever that name is in Engedi. Next verse. And Jehoshaphat did what? He feared, he panicked. Just like the church panics when they say they are coming against us. It's normal. People, you, when you hear bad news, you panic. I've told you guys the story of one time, um, one of our bank of officials called me and said, listen, some people came here from 
God may say, come. I never want to share this story, but I'm free. I'm at liberty to share it today. He says, come, come to, the, come to the bank. I got there. He says, some people came from Pretoria. They took the church bank statement for so many years. And they said these words to me. If he is innocent, by, you will, he said, by January, if you see him, you will know he's innocent. But if not, this is what they said to the bank manager. And they told her not to tell me. But you see, sometimes she attends church. So she, we have a good relationship. And she said this word. She said, he said, if he's not, we will put him away permanently. Church, it was the first time I think in my life I experienced the spirit of fear. How I drove from the Glen Mall to the church. It was a Wednesday afternoon. I have no idea. My hands were shaking. I couldn't hold the steering. So sometimes when you hear these things, you fear that they are coming against you. I mean, you are on your own. You're pastoring a church. I don't sell drugs. I don't sell books. I don't sell anything. I don't sell TV. I don't sell cars. And all I'm doing is preaching the word of God. And they want to put me away permanently. For what? Look at your neighbor say there is a clash. Oh, say there is a battle. I, I think many of you don't understand that there is a battle. No, you don't. And then the Bible said this guy feared. But look at 2020. Well, if you read on, this guy went on a fast with the people of the, of the, with the Jews. Okay? The people he's leading. What did they do? They went on a fast and inquired of the Lord. In fact, if you read down, oh man, let me see. If you read down where a prophet prophesied to them, um, check around verses 13. Let's see what he says. Keep going. There you go. The Bible said, Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Matea, uh, Mataniah, the, a Levite of the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of God in the midst of the congregation. So, while they were fasting and praying, the Holy Ghost came on one of them. Okay? And said these words. How can ye all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou King Nebuchadnezzar, thus saith who? The Lord. Be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. <laughs> I'm glad I have somebody that fights my battles. I said, I'm glad I have somebody that... I, I, I wish you understand that that battle is not yours. I wish you understand that there is a God in heaven that fights your battles. When they come against you, he's able. He's able. They said they were going to put me away permanently by January. Am I not here? I was not put away. Because there is a God in heaven that fights battles. Yeah. <laughs> then go to verse 20, 20. <laughs> Now Jehoshaphat shows up. Look at this dude. <laughs> the Bible says, And they rose up early in the morning and went into, forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. What will happen? You shall be established. Believe also his prophet. What will happen? so shall you prosper. Because the reason he had to tell them that is because what he's about to tell them does not make any sense. <laughs> because he has received a divine signal 
What was the signal? Next verse. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed what? Now you are going into a war front. You appoint praise and worship. Come and sing. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that we have people armed that are outside. You know, just armed, carrying AK-47. And all of us are inside. We've locked the door. Then we just, I just look at praise and worship. I say, Anoria, take everybody. You guys go and do the negotiation. Oh, Anoria will look for, in fact, you see Anoria take off. Any of the holes, she will pass through it and escape. Are we together, church? He said, appoint singers. They appointed singers unto the Lord that they should sing praises and the beauty of his holiness. And as they went before the army to say, praise ye the Lord for what? His mercies endure it forever. Look at the next verse. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, what happened? The Lord set ambushment against Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which came against Judah, and they were what? That's how your enemy shall be smitten. Everything that has ganged up against you from the kingdom of darkness, they shall be smitten in your face in the name of Jesus. They were smitten. Somebody holler divine signal. Please get signal from heaven. Don't just travel. Get signal. Say amen, somebody. Don't just start a business. Get signal. Don't just marry. Get signal. Are we together, church? Don't do guesswork in this kingdom. You are in a risky zone for you to be doing guesswork. You must know your story. Say amen, somebody. Number two, take divine steps. Take divine steps. After you have received divine signal, take the steps based on the signal you have received. Take the step. Don't worry about whatever happens. I like what James chapter 2 said. He said, put it for us from verse 14. Let me read to you what James, the brother of Jesus Christ said. Please put it for us on the screen. Quickly. He said, what does it profit my, my brethren? Though a man says, I have faith and have not works, can faith save him? Give me this in the, maybe New Living Translation or whatever else translation you can find. Give it, just, yes. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? What's the answer? No. Next verse. He says, suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing. Keep going. And you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does he do to them? Next verse. See, so you see, faith on itself isn't enough unless it produces what? Good deeds. It is dead and useless. Next verse. Now, someone may argue. Some people... Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? The word good deeds there is works. Or another version calls it corresponding action. It says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Next verse. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. God, good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble. That means even demons have action. How come you don't have action? Demons believe that 
there is God and they tremble before God. But you, you don't have action. When you receive signal, what do you do? You do the signal. Do whatever he tells you to do. Say amen. I need to hurry up, man. My time is gone. Number three. Number three strategy to win this governmental battle is release divine sound. Release divine sound. Oh, there must be sound in your mouth. A closed mouth is a closed... How many of you have heard that? A closed mouth is a what? A closed destiny. Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him. By what? They overcame him by what? By the blood of the land and by the word of their testimonies. And they loved not their life unto the death. They overcame by the word of their testimony. You must release divine sound. Release the word of God from your mouth. Church, if you don't speak the word, then you will be defeated. Remember, you are dealing with, listen, you are dealing with satanic structures that are invisible. You have to release divine sound. Say amen, somebody. Look at Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. Give me verse 10. Y'all know the story. I talked about this on Sunday. Was it Sunday or last Wednesday? I can't remember if it was in prayer. Joshua chapter 6. Y'all know that Joshua met up with the wall of Jericho and got a strategy. Now when they got the strategy, look at verse 10. And Joshua commanded the people, say, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I command you to do so. It's a strategy. God said, walk around the wall of Jericho, walk around it once a day, be quiet. Don't make any noise. Do that for six days. Keep going. Give me uh, verse 16. Verse 16. Go to verse 16. Quickly. And it came to pass on the seventh time. So, God said on the seventh day, walk around the wall of Jericho seven times. And on the seven times, when the priest blows the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. You must release divine sound. Church, if you don't have divine sound in your mouth, you will not be able to win this battle. You must have divine sound. What should you have? Divine sound. You must speak the word. Don't close your mouth. All these things that we say, I, you know, I'm a quiet person. I don't talk. Satan will kill you in your quietness. Hello, church. There is no introvert in the spirit. You must open your mouth and shakabataya. Satan, I bind you and your cohorts in the name of Jesus. You have to release divine sound. Say amen to that. Amen. Hmm. You can't close your mouth. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 4 and verse 5. 1 Samuel chapter 4 and verse 5. The Bible says, And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, everybody read the last sentence. All Israel did what? Shouted with what? So that the earth rang again. My God, glory to God. Give me verse 7. Look at verse 7. And 
the Philistines were what? You will shout tonight and that shout will put fear in your enemies. You must release divine sound. The Philistines were afraid for they said, God has come into the camp. Ay, 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 ay. So when we come for overnight and we are the whole night, you don't know what we are releasing. Fear is going on in the camp of the enemy. When we were, see, during lockdown, when the whole church in South Africa was locked down, and I decided that we are not going to lock down, let us do, I went to the mall, everybody, where is, cars are parked everywhere. So I said, okay, it's fine. Let's do service in the parking. Hello? They're not stopping cars from parking. So you all, who was in the drive-thru services? Let me see your hand. I mean, I told them, bring your cars. We built an altar that is this high. It was in winter. I would be freezing outside. While you guys were in the car being warmed up by your heater. Man. Hmm. You know, if you speak against me, angels will slap you. Men have suffered for this gospel. I tell you something. Church, listen. A day came when I came in here at 4 a.m. Was it 3 or 4 a.m. to pray? At, before the God Almighty whom I serve, I climbed on that altar at 3 in the morning. And I knelt down. The altar was ice. I knelt down on ice. I was there for three hours praying. On ice. My knee was frozen. Fro I'm talking about frozen. Why was I praying? The principalities of the area was agitated. I was, they went to report me at Mondio Police Station that we are making noise. They went to, I mean, I got to Mondio Police Station. We had a fire that was this big. I said to her, how do you know we are having services? Hey, the woman opened computer. Ah, I saw me on the altar. Araba Shagabayada. <laughs> I said this one. You can't indeed, you know, you know when, when they saw the miracle that the disciples did, they say indeed a notable miracle has been done by these guys and we can't deny it. When I saw myself roaring from the altar, I say I can't deny this one. I must look for another strategy. Glory to God. I wanted to deny. Ah, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. Church, we, hey, I'm telling you, man, you know, we, we took the bull by the horn. It was a strategy. We were the first drive through church in the whole nation. You all remember Mukuba put it on social media and said, which church is this? Who came up with this concept? During lockdown, Mukuba, your, the lady, uh, I don't know what she answers, Something Mukuba, I don't know what her name is. Put it on social media and told the leaders and said, listen, you guys go and check this thing out so that we can start the same. With somebody hollered divine strategy. How did we get that? I didn't see drive through service. I just went to the mall and saw cars. And from there I thought, okay, if cars are allowed in the mall, then cars can be allowed in church. All you need to do is say in your car, I'll be preaching to you. Hello. Did you enjoy those drive-thru services? Amen. Oh, it was powerful, man. 
It was powerful. And then when service finished, I will stand here and I'll be greeting everybody as they go. You all remember that? I'll stand and as you drive, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You know, I was trying to encourage you to come back the next Sunday. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Ah, yeah. My God. Somebody holler divine sound. The next thing you must do is release divine songs. Divine songs. This is why the choir is very important. Divine songs. You must learn to worship God on your own. Sing psalms and hymns to him. Oh, on your own, just open your mouth and begin to praise him. Just sing to him. Amen, somebody. You sing. Sing. You don't have to learn to sing or learn, sing like uh, Sister Gugu. Eh? Just sing with your crocodile voice. Sing out of tune. God is hearing you and he's enjoying the melody. Say amen, somebody. No, you don't have to. You think God can't hear your song because you don't sing like one of them. Uh -uh, uh -uh. God enjoys every sound that comes out from your mouth as a song. Especially when he's praising him. Release those songs. Bless him with your songs. I mean, Jehoshaphat appointed singers as they began to sing. Praise ye the Lord for his mercies. Endure it forever. God say, uh-uh. There is a sweet-smelling aroma that is coming. Ah, what is going on? Oh, I see Jehoshaphat, my son. Your praise and worship team are singing. Oh, your baby is singing. Ah, I will be singing and dancing and shouting for the rest of eternity. My daddy, my daddy, Ashata Yadaba. Your baby is singing. I will be singing and dancing and shouting for the rest of eternity. Hey, my Jesus, my Jesus. Ay, 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 ay. Your darling is singing. Lord Jesus, I will be singing and dancing and shouting for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Immediately God heard that. God said, uh -uh. He released angels. Go and ambush Amnon. Go and ambush Moab. And go and ambush Marseille. And get them all slaughtered. Because my son is singing. Say amen somebody. You must release songs. Release them from your lips. I'm telling you, don't close your mouth. Don't close your mouth. Put songs and sing them. Sing them. Wake up in the morning. Yeshua. Hamashiach, Lion of Judah, ah, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Lion of Judah, Amen. Kadosh, 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 Kadosh. Ah, you need to release songs. Don't just keep your mouth shut. Sing it anyhow. God is enjoying it. He said, make a melody in your heart. Release your psalms and song from your lips. Just sing unto the Lord a new song. Amen, somebody. Ah, yeah. My time, man, my time. There is something I need to share with you that I need to get to. Number five is divine sacrifice. Divine sacrifice. 
these are strategies that this that that disarms every forces you see this principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, and spiritual wickedness. Everything I'm teaching you now is what disarms them in the spirit. Hmm. Divine sacrifice. Second Kings chapter 3 and verse 27. You can give me this in the New Living Translation. Let me show you something. The Bible says, and the king. Now listen. Moab was fighting against Israel. And the battle became so fierce that Israel was destroying Moab. Look at what the king of Moab did. The king of Moab took his eldest son, whom who would have been the next king, and did what to him? What did he do? Are you reading Bible or you are reading Quran? What did he do? He sacrificed his eldest son on the burnt offering on the wall. So there was great anger against his God's anger switch. I preached a message in Swaziland on on uh, what was my title again? Something about kingship. You see, church. If you go and read 1 Kings chapter 1, you read the story of uh, Solomon and um, what was the guy that wanted to take his position? Um, what? You can't remember. I've forgotten his name now. If you read that story, the Bible said that he organized prophets, organized the children of Israel, some people to encamp with him, and he made sacrifice. Because before you become king, one of the things that must accomplish you is what? Sacrifice. And the church does not understand sacrifice. The church, you see the church, in general, does not understand sacrifice. There comes a time when you have to lay down some things. Lay it down for the sake of your future. He said he laid his son on the wall and offered him there for a burnt offering. So there was great anger against Israel. And Israel withdrew and returned to their own land. God, God's anger went against his own people because somebody sacrificed. So imagine you as a child of God if you sacrifice. What will happen? Lay down sacrifice. Not not these things that we do. We say, you, you know, there is a way you, you connect to God. <laughs> Listen, you know, I always share this story. When we bought this land, I sold seven of my houses. Seven properties. Paid for in cash. I sold it to pay for this property. <laughs> Gave the guy my Bentley. You can't, you see, there is no amount that God gives me today that is too much. Believe me, there is, there is nothing God will give me now that will surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody calls me from America and says, we are coming to drop off a private jet for you. It will not surprise me. No, it won't. It will not. Uh -uh. Sacrifice. These are the things that put you in places nobody can place you. 
Solomon gave a thousand burnt offering. God came in the night and said, boy, this one is too much. You know what it means to slaughter 1,000 animals and burn them before God. Let the smoke rise up to heaven. Solomon, God just came. He said, hey, boy, eh, 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 this is too much. What do you want? Anything you ask me, I will do it. Let me tell you, if Solomon said, give me the sun, today you'll be paying, not electricity bill, sand bill to Solomon's children. Believe me till today. If Solomon say, Father, give me the sun or the moon. Once the moon comes out, your bill, they will read it. There will be a meter that reads how much moon <laughs> you participated. I'm you know, that guy, honestly speaking, because I'm just thinking God comes to me now and say, son, ask me anything. Chai. I don't even what will I I mean Lord give me the whole world. give me the whole earth let President Siri come and make obeisance every morning <laughs> let all the presidents every morning they must wherever they are in the world they will call me first good morning sir we are alive now since you own the whole earth we say let us celebrate you thank you Thank you for calling and celebrating. Anyone that doesn't call will fire. That's what I would have done. I'm telling you. And this boy asked God for understanding heart and wisdom. God looked at him and said, there is no, which kind of human being is this? God now said, eh, 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 you don't understand. I, I, know, I know you asked for understanding heart. I will give you, but I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you riches and honor such that there will be none. <laughs> Solomon's wealth. Let's not even talk about that. Alright. Let me go to my last one and then we'll pray. Uh, one of our strategies for battles is divine system and structures. The last one. Divine system and structures. Now church, listen. This is the part that many believers are not interested in. Many believers don't have structure. We don't have order. Listen to me. One of the ways that Satan infiltrates any system is to make sure that they don't have order. Once you are disorganized, you have become a prey to Satan. That's why the Bible talks about the house of the Lord. He said there is order in where? In the house of the Lord. Everything must be done decently and what else in order that's what the bible says order so, church listen structure is very important structure put structure in your life build structure have a time to pray that is structure have a time to study the word have time to go to work have time to spend with your children. Have time to go to holiday with your wife. I thought the women would just thank me and say a big amen. Yeah. I have time to go for holiday. Build structure in your life. Listen to me. Anywhere there is no structure, Satan will infiltrate it. I said something to you. Jesus made a statement in Matthew 12, 26. He said the kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. Now, church, Satan understands that 
and God understands that. So when he sees a kingdom that is divided, that's why the church is confused today. You know why? We are very divided. This one is talking against this one. Even amongst us here, as small as we are, just imagine this small crowd. We are, we are log ahead with each other. This one does not agree. You must see pastors sit down, arguing about Bible. This one say holy communion does not exist. The other one say there is holy communion. I heard one man of God say that, you know, oh Jesus, look, I, I don't know what, heresy is here. He said these words that when the angels saw Jesus and say, the angels told the disciples that this same Jesus you saw going up, in the same manner he will come down. You know what he said? He said Jesus never went up. That Jesus just disappeared. So while they were looking for him, they looked up. Then that's when the angel told him, told them that. Now, how do you say something like that in the Bible? How do you, how, like how? I invited a man of God to come and preach in this church years ago. Me and him had agreed it was, uh, we're supposed to, it was during conference, <laughs> church. I came to the office early in the morning to pray. I finished prayer by 6 a.m. I switched on my TV. Then I used to have these free-to-air channels. That's why I stopped that free-to-air nonsense. Because so many nonsense are, people are just talking nonsense. I'm telling you. This man came, he said, listen, the people that wrote the Bible, the same person I invited, though, he said the people that wrote the Bible made a mistake. <laughs> that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Old Testament. That New Testament began from John chapter, Acts chapter 2. Ah. I say, uh, <laughs> immediately, I remove him from the speaker. What did I do? You can't say that on my altar. How do you tell me that the, the thing that is our final authority, there is error? Uh -uh. No. The word of God is errorless. Can I hear an amen? You can't tell me that there is error in this. God was wise enough to put New Testament from the beginning of before Matthew started. So, you must make sure that you have structure. What do you do? You have what? Structure. Look at Nehemiah chapter 4. I wanted to talk about Nehemiah today, but I need to slot him in somewhere. Nehemiah chapter 4. Give me verse 7. You all know the story of Nehemiah when he had told the king that he needs to go and build the wall of his father's home that is dilapidated, the wall of Jerusalem and blah, blah, blah. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabian, and the Amorite, and the Ashodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being made, that the breaches began to be stopped. They were very angry. So, this, you know, somebody is trying to build church, the house of God, and the enemies are angry. Isn't that what happened to us here? Enemies are angry that church came into this area. Meanwhile, with the church coming, all the evil has reduced. There used to be accident on this corner that takes life almost every second month or every month. Today, there is no more accident. Because I go there to pour oil every beginning of the year. We cannot be here and there will be accident claiming lives here. Uh -uh. I chased all the demons out. Let them go to another corner. Not the corner where House of Treasures is. 
I remember one accident that happened. It was a truck and some cars. It burnt everybody to ashes just by this corner. Are we together, church? It says, they were very angry. Give me, let me just select verses. Give me verse 8. He said, and they conspired all of them together to come and fight what? Jerusalem and to do what else? That's exactly what they do to you. They fight you and they hinder you from making progress. Many of your battles are spiritual. Okay, you didn't believe. Many of your battles are what? Spiritual. They are spiritual. Some of you ladies, listen, let me tell you. You need to fight. Some of the things holding your marriage is spiritual. The people that are getting married are not as beautiful as you. Believe me. I'm, listen, I'm telling you the truth. You know, one day I was in counseling. And there was a lady that came to see me. Pretty girl. Pretty, beautiful girl. Beautiful. So we got talking. You know, I said, I, asked, I said, are you married? She said, no. I said, uh, are you dating? She said, no. I said, such a beautiful girl. I said, how old are you? She said to me, she's 35. She says, you know, that's why I'm here. He says, for the last 10 years, no man has come to even say hello. I looked at this girl. I said, ah, uh -uh. this pretty girl. Nobody is saying hello to you. How? Are we together? You even want to tell yourself if you were not married, you would have said hello. <laughs> but yet, nobody is saying hello to her. Am I talking to somebody? This is many years ago. I'm telling you the truth. Then I, I made a conclusion that it is not pretty that gives a husband. No, it's not. Uh -uh. Listen, I, I know your hair is good. You smell good. Your Mac makeup is, in, is on fleek. Your eyelashes are like scorpion. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is not equal to getting a husband. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. I'm telling you. I told you years ago, a Nigerian couple came to see me. I, I, don't, I wanted to call his name. Thank God I, I restrained myself. Boy, this guy came in with his wife. He said, Apostle, meet my wife. Kai! Look, that Nigerian brother, if I was a woman, God told me to marry that man. I will ask God, you have punished me for life. <laughs> Except my eyes were not correct that day. Maybe I was not wearing my glasses. That dude, you know, that's a typical beauty and the beast. The dude, oh boy. Look, I can't describe him. I don't know how to. But thank God he's made in the image of God. But man, this guy's wife, boy, have you seen, I don't know if how many women are as pretty as that woman. Beautiful. How that guy found that girl? I said, I almost prayed, Lord, whatever is on this guy, give it to me. What is all this? I mean, man. No, this thing is not in beauty and how cute you are. Uh -uh. This thing is spiritual. Hello, church. I'm trying to talk to somebody here. It's spiritual. Go and wage war. There is something stopping the man from coming. Stopping that woman from coming. Don't take it for granted. It's a warfare. How did I even get there? 
Oh, to hinder it. Okay, yeah, give me verse 11. Give me verse 11. Let's finish this thing and we pray. We have five minutes. And our adversary said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst of them and slay them and cause the work to cease. This is the plan of Satan. This Satan is strategizing to stop Nehemiah and the people of God. They said they will, so look at their plot. They shall not know, neither will they see, till we come. So that means they're planning to sneak in on Nehemiah. Are we together, church? Give me the next verse. Next verse. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt, uh, dwelt by them came, and they said unto us from times, for all the places whence you shall return unto us, they will be upon you. So intelligence or news came to Nehemiah. Next verse. And it came to pass, therefore set I the lower places. What did I do? What did I do? I set up the lower places behind the wall and the highest places. Somebody had a structure. You, Nehemiah began to put structure to which whatever he received, the signal he got, he began to put structure to fight it. And I even set the people after their families. With what? Their sword, their spears, and with what? Are you reading with me? Give me verse 14. He said, And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be ye not afraid of them. Remember that the Lord, which is great and terrible, fight for you, brethren, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses. Give me verse 16. Flip over to verse 16. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servant wrought the work and the other half held what? Somebody had a structure. He, he created structure. Some people were doing the work and others had what? Spears. Create structure. If he didn't do this, the enemy would have sneaked in on him and destroyed them. Bible says, and they shield the bows, the habergeons, and the rulers that were behind all the houses. He created structure. This is one thing that the church is lacking. Structure. Structure. It's one of the reasons why today I believe that God loves me when he sent me my wife. Believe me. My wife came into this house and created structure structure. She's a gift in that area. When it comes to administration, that is her strength. Structure. You use structure to fight Satan. I'm telling you. Let's look at Ezekiel 37. You all know the story in Ezekiel. Let me close with that. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. Ah, glory to God. We shall pray shortly. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me where? In, out in the spirit and set me in the midst of what? A valley which was full of bones. Keep going. And it caused me to pass by them round about and there were very what? Many in the open valley and lo, they were what? Very dry. Now, church, anytime you see bone in the Bible, it represents what? Structure. Because the bone is what holds your body. But now, these bones... Maybe let me just conclude. Instead of reading every... How many of you have read 
that, that scripture. The value of the dry bone. Okay. Uh, there is many people who haven't. Let's read it then. It says, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Keep going. Hurry up. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. I say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Keep going. And thus saith the Lord to this, unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and, even, and you shall live. Keep going. And I will lay sin you upon you, and will bring up your flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and shall know that I am the Lord. Keep going. And I, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Somebody holla bone to his bone. Oh, bone to his bone shall come together in your life tonight. In these 21 days of fasting and prayer, every bone will locate his bone. Let's keep reading. It says, when I beheld, no sinew and flesh came upon them and the skin covered them. And behold, there was no breath in them. Keep going. And then said unto, he said unto me, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy, son of man, so, uh, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord, come from the four wings, O breath. Breathe upon this land that they may live. Keep going. So I prophesied as I was commanded, as he commanded me, and the bread came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet. Everybody read the last sentence. Now, church, look at an exceeding great army was in pieces. Do you know why Satan kept them very dry? Because they were not born to his bone to form a structure. The moment the bones came to it, the ankle joined the, this one. This one joined the knee. The knee joined the thigh. The thigh joined the hips. The hips joined the spine. The spine joined the shoulders. The moment that happened, they stood up as a great army. And now, they, the Bible didn't even say, it said exceeding great army. Now, at this level where they are, with this structure, they can defeat anybody. Look at your neighbor, say, you need structure. Structure your life. Pattern your life. Those who win battle in life are structured. They wake up in the morning, have one hour of prayer. They are consistent. They, their day is organized. They know what they are doing. Pattern your life. Have pattern. Put structure in your life. Don't let everybody determine what you do. You must have your own structure. Hello, church. Am I communicating today? Put structure in your marriage. There is a time to labor. There is a time to enjoy. Say amen, somebody. There's a time for those things. It's only now that I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, now I'm going to the movies, even if I go sleep, you know. I never knew what was movies. So, now my wife takes me to movies after service, you know. Once I finish preaching, some, not every day, some Sundays. And then we'll go to the luxury one. You know, not the one you go to, you know. <laughs> there is one where you stretch your leg. It's a bed. Rabada. Once the movie starts, I just... <laughs> I am in the heavenly places. <laughs> I said to her, baby, you and her now also. Why do you take me to the movies? You all know I go sleep. They say, as long as you are there. I'm like, wow. You know? But you need to put order in your life. 
order your life, order your business. Have record. Profit, sales, uh, capital, what you spend. Are we together, church? Every money in your business is not yours. You are a businessman, take salary from the business and live your life according to the salary and use the rest. Every money is not your money. Listen, I pastor this church. I am, we are organized. Say amen, somebody. We are organized. I get a salary, my wife gets a salary, the staff gets salary. If my wife finishes her salary, unfortunately, I'm the one that suffers. My own, they finish their own and finish mine. What, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah, today. <laughs> Let me tell you our story. Oh, I'm, I'm closing now. So, so we, we, went to, um, we went to the Greece embassy to apply for our visa because obviously it's her birthday during the conference and it's our anniversary on Friday. Is it this Friday? Yeah. Or Saturday. Saturday. So, you know, I want to take her to Santorini in Greece. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we, we went to Greece embassy to go and get the visa. As we were leaving, she said to me, baby, um, you know, during the conference though, on my birthday, you need to pay somebody for makeup for me. I need to look proper. I'm like, you, you would have been paid your salary. You can use your money. You know what she said to me? My money is budgeted for. That the makeup has to come from my salary. No, I bind you. I rebuke. Why are you shouting amen? I mean, dude, we earn salary the same day. Same day. Somebody holler the same day. So why must you, your own, you take yours? Yours is budgeted for. So I don't have budget. So I'm just a loafer. I just earn salary. Bulelua, come and take. Bulelua, come. Eh, take, eh, take, eh, take. <laughs> I'm not Julius Malema. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Eh, eh. I say, baby, okay, since your salary has been budgeted for, mine also is budgeted for. She said, no, you, you get money from everywhere in the world beside your salary. I said, but they are all budgeted for. <laughs> she just looked at me. You scalem husband. <laughs> Amen. But what am I saying? Put structure in your life. Have structure. As a family, have structure. When my kids were growing up, not now, they are grown now, they pray on their own. When they were growing up, we have morning devotion. It was a, a thing we do in the morning, they pray before I take them to school or my late wife take them to school. We pray. That's when they learn the act of praying. I will never forget the one day I was praying in the lounge. I was kneeling down. And I was kneeling down. And I, I, as I lifted up my head, Kion was very tiny then. With his short legs, Kion was kneeling down beside me. I just, I mean, he, he was kneeling. So he just did this. So I, 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 I thought, no man, like there is a movement around me. And I just, I, when I lifted up my head, I saw these tiny legs just kneeling down 
Why? He saw his father kneeling. He doesn't understand what I'm saying. He just knelt down. That's why parents, listen, you have to leave model God to your children. Model God to them. It's not this thing that you are, you know, you do as I say, not as I do. You single mothers, today you bring Sibusiso. Next tomorrow you bring Raphael. Uncle Sibusiso, Uncle Raphael. Uncle Sitembiso, Uncle. Everything is Uncle, Uncle. When will you not have Uncle? The children are confused. Stop bringing uncles. Before you take somebody to your children, make sure they are correct uncle that you will. Oh, okay. All right. You know, church, please put structure in Jesus' name. Let's rise on our feet. Did you receive the word of the Lord? Did this message bless you at all? You are going to pray. I want us to pray. Just, you know, soak in this message. I believe that you will have to go and listen to this message over and over and over and get this. Begin to implement these things in your life. Listen, I've lived in my short life now and at least I've tasted a little bit of success and I can tell you how it came. It didn't come by guesswork. I can tell you. My wife is here. She knows my routine. Many times I get up at 1, 2 a.m. I would pray up until 6, 7. Many times. Today I woke up at quarter past 1. I've been awake since then. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle I've built over the years. Structured life. I spend time with God and I come out and everything starts answering me. Are we together, church? So we were supposed to pay for something and I told Chooks, I said, he said, we have exhausted all the money we have. I said, tell the person to come back tomorrow morning. I know as the Lord liveth, by the time we wake up, there will be money in the church account. How it will come, I don't know. I don't know. The other day, a lady, called, a lady came into my office and said, somebody called from, is it, we're England, Ireland. We want to send apostle money. How do we send it? Our island. Somebody say island. Do you know how far island is? You, you have only been to Soweto. Island, I'm not talking. <laughs> Do you know how far island is? Let's give her a call and say, we need to send some money quickly to Apostle. That is the way it will be happening in your life. I decree in the name of Jesus, you will be receiving money and wealth from all over the world. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray. I want you to believe God and say, Lord, just let this message soak into my spirit. Open your mouth. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Somebody just pray. Lord, I thank you for giving us divine strategy for every battle, oh God, that we face. Thank you for all the strategies. 
that we must receive signals. We must, oh God Almighty, take divine steps. We must release divine sound. We must sing divine song. We must give divine sacrifice. And we must live in divine system and structure. Oh God Almighty, I pray, Father, that we receive this message in our spirit and begin to act accordingly in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody just pray for two more minutes. Let it soak into your spirit. Lord, give me divine strategy to win every war, every battle that I'm facing right now. Lord, give me grace to take divine steps. Oh God, give me divine sound. Let there be divine sound from my lips in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, give me divine songs, oh God. Let me in on divine sacrifice. Lord, give me divine sacrifice. Our conference is here. Lord, give me divine sacrifice. Lord, what should I sacrifice in this conference? In the name of Jesus Christ. My God, give me grace to put structure in my life, in my marriage, in my family, in my business. Oh God, in this ministry, grace to place proper structure in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, tonight we receive your word. And we ask, oh God, that that which you have taught us and we have received tonight, no demon, no devil will steal it from us. And I declare, may this word remain in our hearts. And may we begin to act upon them one after the other. Father, we pray that you give us ears to hear divine signals. Father, give us grace to take divine steps. Father, give us divine sounds that we will release from our mouth to put fear on the enemy. Lord, I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you give us divine sacrifice, divine songs. And Father, help us and give us grace for divine sacrifice. And finally, Lord, give us divine structure. Help us to put structure in our lives, in our businesses, in our homes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.